Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater of the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with the view tasks by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep the show going like a strong cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for this news, reviews, and interviews. Every minute of this podcast will be dedicated to a different twink. A big move causes a massive power shift as tribal lines are no more. It's time to talk all things Survivor 43, still Squid Games. And joining me are the power couple of the pod, Billy and Dan. How are you? Good, how are you? Thank you for having us back as always. Yes, we're so excited to be here. Really Uh, loving the season. Yeah, it's a fun season. And yes, um, that is my reference to um, our dear friend Gabler, who was a fucking idiot again this week. But um, uh, sometimes the show just likes putting those people on there that they know the fans are either going to love or despise so much. He's definitely got that got that going for him. Yeah. And this week he just found his demographic and said, I'm going to run with it. <laughs> yeah, he really sunk his teeth into that. Yeah. All right. Well. Season 43, seven episodes in, we're past the official merge. Are we enjoying it? What do we think? I really like this cast. I feel like there's nobody that I like strongly dislike. And usually there's at least two to three. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. As much as Gabler is a nut job, like he's very entertaining. And I did like that he was donating or dedicating each minute of his challenge to, you know, the Starbucks worker that he met. Prior to going on the show, you know, his best friend's dog's goldfish. So it was kind mm-hmm. of cute. But yeah, I really like this cast. I think yeah, everybody dog came to goldfish. The dog can have a goldfish. Um, <laughs> I, I think everybody really came to play. So as a super fan, like, it's good to see that. Yeah, everyone came to play. Some of them were playing um, a different game, but they came to play mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say there was one person that I did not care for at all, and she is gone. Thanks, Ellie. Bye. Um, oh, I liked her. She was Tori 2.0. That that is very true. Except that Tori is like hardcore MAGA. I don't think Ellie is. No, I I, I don't know either. I I dare not go find out because um, then I'd probably hate her even more. But um, Dan, <laughs> what do you think? I am in a weird spot because we're in a um, like Survivor fantasy league, mm-hmm. and usually I do pretty well with my picks like in the past seasons. And this one, I'm like second to last. So while I'm enjoying it. I feel a little removed because I'm like, damn, I'm not even the running anymore. My Who let you down? Who did you pick that's letting you down? A lot of people. Like, I, I we had to pick people from each tribe. So I had Ellie who's gone. I had, um, I think I only have a couple people on my team who are left. Like Owen being one of them, Carla being one of them. Um, well, you picked a winner. Which Agreed. which one are you talking about, Owen or Carla? Carla. I feel like both of them are playing good games, so that's why. I no, Owen is uh, Owen is the talking piece. The he is going to be the high. He is going to be the the energetic one who has the strategy, but just gets caught right at the worst moment. 
Um, but Carla, I love her. I yeah, want to be your friend. Literally, my mom. Carla's my mom. I like to be her friend. Yeah, well, I feel like she's a, a good person, or she she reads that way. But she also like knows she's playing a game, so she knows what she's doing. It's because we are watching her play an actual good social game. Hmm. The show doesn't like showing that, and now right. they have to. And she's doing exceptional. And I think maybe the style of game I would play is finally being represented, which means maybe I want to go play because I'm not going to be the golden boy. I'm not going to be the strong one. But I can be like Carla. I'll get my hand smashed and still get airtime. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> she doesn't quit. I'll give her that. She does not get all those beads seamlessly. Oh, yeah, the every single Easy. little bead. Again, that's the gameplay I would play. She knows how to work people. Well, I let's... do wish that she would have kept Geo. Like there would have been more of a gay alliance. Well, Geo was just a waste. Geo was an idiot. His ego was just a. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's begin. Um, Gaia has returned home. Is that their name? Did we know this? Did I miss this? Is that the official merge name? Who named it Gaia? They like didn't even talk about it. No, they didn't. It just didn't, was on the bottom. It was like, that's a different name. Okay, cool. Gaia. Yeah. Um, well, with the ominous music brewing, there are some people who are not thrilled with the result. Janine is reeling as Ellie, her number one ally, was voted out. This makes Janine equally as blindsided. She discusses how you never want to be the person left out on the vote, as you will then realize that you're on the outside, always looking in, and then you tap, tap, tap on that glass like you're playing Dear and Dear Manipulative Teenager the musical. Um, I saw that this week. I hated it. <laughs> I hate Dear Evan Hansen. Oh my God, what a terrible script. It didn't age well. I mean, no. Words were yeah, like I liked it, but there are some very cringy moments where I'm like, oh gosh, how is this real? But yeah. I think the songs are good, though. Yeah, it's good music. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw an actual 20-year-old play the role, so it was actually, like, age-appropriate-ish. Oh, good. Um, I didn't have to watch, like, Ben Platt um, try to play, like, 20 years younger than he is. Um, anyway, we're going to talk to Noelle, who understands that um, she was in this position as well with Justine, um, but comforts Janine by saying that the good thing is that she's no longer bogged down as it has nothing to do with her game. She advises Janine that she acts like it's okay, but clearly Janine is not. Um, she's confused and alone, um, kind of like me on a nightly basis. <laughs> not that. Well, we are going to watch Janine as she tells Cassidy and Carla that she's totally okay, and now she can play her own game. Jesse and Dwight are good as Janine isn't tied to Ellie. And Gabler, we only have a second with and has no response, which I, um, I'm assuming he was not giving her um, the everything's okay speech. Yeah, no, and why that. would he at this point? No, he not a chance. Cards now, there's no turning back at right. that point. But Sammy and Owen tell her that this is great for her game as they were inseparable. Um, and James and that gravel voice will tell Janine that the next vote will be crucial and she won't be a target. And she's like, Let me be an asset. She's ready to fight and cry, she's going through it. And her chin looks great. It's her chin class. is doing great and i posed this on the quest on the podcast uh, past episodes will survivor pay for her um surgery because she gotta get that fixed seriously what is the going rate i mean it's i've not looked at any art. photos i haven't looked at any photos of her in recent um time since she's been back i'm assuming she must have like a little scar yeah i, I did I saw she was at a viewing party and i like but it was like a group picture so you could not really see her chin very mm -hmm. well um, do you have any lasting scars from an oopsie uh, in your life? I do. I have 
on the back of my head, like anytime I get my skin fade, there's two scars. One mm. is from, um, I fell back when I was a kid and hit my head on the radiator. And the other, I fell down the basement stairs. I promise you I had a good childhood, but those are for my sounds <laughs> filled with trauma. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Billy, what about you? Um, I have like a little scar on my leg from when I played baseball and I got like cleated. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like down by like the front of my ankle. But other than that, no. I was um well my my almost sports related injury was when I was playing hockey, I was getting dressed in the locker room and I had my skates off and someone um was had their skates on. And if they went the other direction with their foot, my toe had been chopped right off. They went right in between my toe. So thankfully that didn't leave any scars. Oh but my, my one scar that I do have, um I was a child uh, model, like a baby model. Um, it was the day before I was supposed to go in for the final callback for the national huggies campaign and i was running with a bottle and i tripped and fell and my teeth went through my lip and i have like a little scar under my lip so that was when my mom said no more modeling you're done you don't need to do this anymore but i could have been the face of huggies that's still a fun fact like you have fun fact i was a baby model i have a baby model um headshot too i was really cute i had a bowl cut it was terrible i mean would you have gotten like a lifetime supply of huggies by being the face? I don't know. I, I never got yes. that far. I would hope so. I would hope so. Wow. Um, good times. Good times. All right. The sun is rising and our dear friend Ryan is out on the beach stomping on crabs. I'm sure that's a double entendre for something, but I don't know. Um, meanwhile, we're going to see Owen and Dwight chat as they feel good moving forward with Janine and Sammy. Dwight believes he can bring in Jesse and Cody to make a good six. They will discuss how Gabler will make them nervous. And Owen wants to utilize the Baca Five and keep the Five alive, but Gabler was on a warpath. He's a loose cannon and a bull in a china shop, which was the title of our episode. Owen compares it to inviting the entire tribe to view the Grand Canyon that is the crack in the Baca Alliance. Gabler is raising red flags for Owen as he knows what he, who knows what he will do next. Um, now, meanwhile, Gabler is feeling like a new person as he woke up, saw the sunrise, and no darling Ellie to be found. The dangerous player is gone. Do you think they still talk? Are they friends? I feel like Survivor, like, that. unless you've gone through Survivor, you probably can't understand it, like, the people you go through it with. So I would imagine they have some sort of bond, even if they don't talk. There's some it just seems like he did not care for her, no matter what, even outside of gameplay. He just didn't like her. We're talking about Gabler, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I just think, I don't know, the Twitter fandom seems to think he has, like, a bit of a um, toxic masculinity complex, and he doesn't like females. That's very possible. Um, but he loves his daughters! For sure. He didn't donate no minutes to them, though, did he? Ooh, that's that. true. Ooh, yeah. Well, we all know that Gabler's idol is now defunct. He didn't need to play his idol. He's going to now talk about alligator. That's right. Our main man, Gabler, is comparing himself to an alligator who comes up to the surface, took out Ellie, and now plans on chilling under the water until he strikes again. What animal would you describe yourself as? And you must use your name to incorporate it. Oh my God. Um, 
I obviously would be a Michael Dial, like a crocodile, similar to um, Gabler. I think I would be like a, a dancer, like a panther. Ooh. Oh, oh that's wow. Sashay, Shantae, dancer on the runway. Yeah, right. that is cute. You're kind of sneaky. I could be. I would have to be. Yeah. 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 What about you? Are you like a Billy Goat? I was thinking Billy Goat because they're like cute, <laughs> but like kind of annoying. But like, And then we'll kick you. Yeah, yeah like they'll kick you in the three. face and then like they're just like loyal. I feel like that's me, mm-hmm. little Billy Goat. But not the one that like the Billy Goat's gruff story that freaked me out because there's like that troll and it's just not for me. Fair, that's fair. All right, that this this turned out better than I thought it was going to be. Good job. We <laughs> this <laughs> is called fair. improv. Yes, and yeah. we would do so well on Drag Race on like some actual Drag Race contestants. <laughs> Mm. All right. Tea. Owen and Dwight come to the camp from Tree Mail with some supplies. They're like, oh my God, OMG, try flag time. And Dwight reads this note and he's like, ah, um, no, it's not happy. It's an okay moment. And he shares that for the next challenge, they will be competing in Paris and they have to decide how they will be paired up. That's why there was paint, you silly gooses. There's a lot of awkward silence as no one wants to be that person and say who they want to compete with or how they should choose partners. They don't know what the challenge is, so Noelle will pipe in and say they should just, like, pick rocks or something. And then the collective course is like, yeah, yeah, that works. They paint the rocks, draw said rocks, head to the challenge, and they're going to find out who was paired with who there. Do you think they actually were doing this, or did the producers say, like, have a moment of animosity, but you're really just going to be painting rocks? That's why we gave you that shit. I mean, why else would they have given it? Like come on right like I think it would have been really fun to see how they would have decided on the pairs if they didn't do the rock situation I think it was like either Janine or or Noel said oh it would have been like a fun social experiment but then we decided to do it randomly um yeah I think I think it was definitely handed to them and they were like you know make it nice but because I think they didn't want to show their cards and it kind of forces you to do that a little bit by picking the team or people ask you later like why did you pick this person I mean, I I would have loved watching that play out, but I think strategically people didn't want to put themselves in that. Right. Spot. It For me, it was just like the fact that they walked in with paint and then be like, how should we pick the people? Of course you're doing it, was, it by rocks. That's what the producers just told you to do. Come right. on. We're not that dumb. It was like they took the Bendela way out. They like just not like, Bendela. I mean, it wasn't white out, but close. Too soon. All right, well, Jeff welcomes him in and he wants to know how the pairs were picked. Uh, so he's going to ask Carla and she says they painted 12 rocks, pulled the rocks, and Jeff says he liked it. Like, ooh, good plan. <laughs> like it wasn't um, so, idea yeah, at all. Right, exactly. Uh, here are the pairings. We have Owen and Gabler, Cody and Dwight, De- Noel and Sammy, Ryan and James, Carla and Cassidy, and Jesse and Janine. Now, at first glance, without knowing what the challenge was, who would you bet on as the winning pair? I would say Ryan and James. Yeah, that's that right. was like when we were watching it. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. like that's probably yeah. the strong, like the standout strong team." I agree. I agree. Um, they all seem to feel good about their pairs, though. If someone did say no, that would be the drama that we all deserve. Yep, right. It would make up for the way they pick teams. Like if you had Gabler and Janine, that is when Gabler would say, "No, nope, I don't like my pair." Um, and that's just what Jeff would have liked. He would have had his popcorn and be like, "Tell me more." <laughs> For this challenge, it'll be run in three stages where you have to make the cut in order to make it to the next stage. First, they will crawl through a muddy, twisted net and dig up planks and race to their map. Mat. Uh, their, the first four pairs to plant their flag move on. Last two pairs are out. Uh, 
Second stage is they will race on a cargo net and cross a rope bridge. They will then drop down a wall and race to their mat. First two pairs move on, last two pairs are out. And then the third and final stage, the pairs are over. They will compete as individuals where they will hold on to an attached bucket that contain, contains 25% of their pre-game weight. When the bucket, bucket drops, smash the tile, you're out. Last person left standing wins immunity. Now let's discuss how you do. First, as a pair, how far would the two of you make it? I think we would have done well. The thought of you in that net, I don't know, sweet sweet. I mean... I feel like I, I don't know. That. I don't know. You're the one who's like claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic, but I would be fine because it's open on both ends and it's like a net. So it's not, if it was like crawling through like, like a tight, like vent, I would struggle. But I think, I don't know. I think we would at least make it to the second round. Mm -hmm. Now, if you did as a pair make it to the final round and had to compete in that last stage, who would win? Like between the two of us with yep. the. the mm -hmm. Dead donation of the minutes. I'm going to say myself. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like you're able to tap in better. Like, I like my arms hurt. Like, I'm, I think I'm good. I'm just going to work it socially. Yeah. Like, I'm a psychopath when it comes to like that sort of thing. So I would, I would definitely have lasted as long as like my arms would allow. I can't wait for the next Blood versus Water season. You two are going to be such good TV. We are. I'll vote him out so soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that eye roll amazing <laughs> also they're competing to get an immunity necklace kind of boss i kind of liked it very like um, yeah, creepy, so, scary. Yeah. um like you could actually take someone's eye out with it mm -hmm. they let them wear it no it's like literally on and off <laughs> it's game. on them and then it's i off would love it. to wear that like see them walking around camp with that like the ego people would have they just got to like wear it around camp I'm sure the producers say, no, you can't wear it because if right. you break it, you buy it. And you right. don't have the money to buy it. Okay. That's the last all season. All right. They're off. And this challenge is already harder than it looks. Uh, that nest is that net is very twisty turny. Um, I think what would have been more fun is if you didn't make it out of it, they should have had to stay in there until the challenge was over, <laughs> uh, which we know Gabler would have been like there oh for God. 40 minutes being like, ha, 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 Janine, suck it up. Yep. Cassidy is out first. Ryan is out. Sammy is out. Now, Noelle will try and after Sammy's finished. And well, this challenge was not for her. She even took her leg off and they showed this moment because it showed heart. But more on that later. James goes to meet Ryan. They're off to dig. It's a very, very big blowout. We're now seeing Carla is going to get her hair stuck in the net. And I was like, how does that happen? Mm. Yeah. Um, it's like and then Dwight gets his hair stuck and is like, okay, Carla, maybe because the ponytail. How does Dwight yeah. get his hair stuck in this net? Um, and then Cody just yelling at him was quite funny. Ryan and James are the first pair to finish, followed by Carla and Cassidy. Owen and Gabler follow. And last but not least, it is Dwight and Cody. The phase of this challenge is over. Janine and Noel are literally just sitting in the net. And Jeff's like, help your tribe mates get out. And we have this really sad music start to play as Noel apologizes to Sammy for losing. And if this is not a potential winner's edit, I still don't know why we're showing this for Noelle. It's not even resiliency for Noelle anymore. It's like, give her the win or nominate Survivor for an Emmy already. Um, almost every single child uh, challenge, there's a moment of her watching her overcome something or beast her way through it. Um, I just don't think it's a coincidence. Which one is it? Is it a potential uh, win or are we doing it for um, sympathy from the viewers and the Emmy nominators? I think it's more the viewers. 
and yeah. Emmy nominators. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think my biggest concern every time they show her prosthesis, like it's got mud caked in it. And I'm like, how is that going to be able to be cleaned by the next challenge? Like that, the I don't know, just, yeah, too, right? like the way, like the, when they showed it, it just was like, it looked so caked in there. I'm like, how is that thing going to work? How is that knee joint going to bend again? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I go up and down with Noelle, like in the beginning of the game, I was really like, oh, she's annoying. She's irritating, but I do like her heart and I like her story and she has grown on me a little bit. I don't think she's going to win. Like, I personally just don't see that. Because um, you see but, her at the end. Yeah, I think she's going to, I think she's going to be like our like fallen angel kind of vibe this season. Mm-hmm. That's what I think I she's going Now. Jeff is now watching from the sidelines, commenting on, commenting on how on day 14, everybody's helping everyone. Bitch, she just told him to help them out. Stop making a moment out of nothing. <laughs> now, before we get to phase two, Jeff needs to have his jet chat, Jeff chat, so we can have his little Emmy moment. He's going to talk to Sammy, who claims he implied that he was the first one in and the first one to say that he didn't care about this challenge. He cared about Noel more. And Jeff says he noticed it's a game for a million dollars, but there's still empathy. I mean, they're not monsters, Jeff. Right. Maybe I would be a monster, but not they're not monsters. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Also, there was sort of this moment of like solidarity. We're going to help our you know, teammates out. Like n- nobody in that moment is going to be the asshole who doesn't right. fall in line or be like, oh, I don't really care. I mean, I just, I, what like, I would do, and I, again, we're showing my true colors here. I would go over... And stand there and let everyone else do the work. I'm not exerting extra energy when I have another phase sure. to run. Mm. That's true. That I feel like they were trying to give us like the Sari moment where she was like oh, trying to cute. like jump over the thing. She couldn't do it. And then everybody was cheering her on. I feel like they wanted then that. They, they, then then Noelle should have said, I'm going to do it myself. Move away, bitches. Right. 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 Yeah. That's very different. Like Sari still did it herself. Yeah, it's. I feel like they they wanted something better to land from that, and it just didn't land for me. Now, Sammy says that they all went through the ringer, but Noel doing it gave him a chance to further himself in the game, and that's all that means to him. He says it's a warrior moment, and Noel says that if it was an individual, she wouldn't beat herself up. But this was doing it for him. Maybe I lack the heart, but I was like, give me the cutthroat shit. I like cutthroat Noel better. Mm, yeah, it's time to reset and keep going. They all get up the net, and it's time for teamwork to make the dream work. Ryan and James are leading the pack. Jeffy will note that it's six men and two women who are working together. And Jeff, I was like, come on, aren't we working on the diversity on this show? Why you got a comment like that? That's like so old school Survivor. Yeah. yeah. That's the one thing that I think Jeff doesn't quite grasp yet is like, the show's making strides. He's not. Yeah, he needs to keep up. White and Cody are leading as James and Ryan's strategy backfires. They get stuck. Um, also the way they sat, made that skid down that ramp that made my body hurt. That yeah, that fast. mark that yeah. like the mud, the mud mark. I was like, wow, there's skin on there for sure. Did it look like duty? Absolutely. Mm. Yes, it did. Um, Carla at the last moment will fall through James and Ryan drop a plank, allowing Owen and Gabler to sneak in, get through and Gabler will barrel roll his way to the map. Now, if you thought the last segment was all about teamwork, um, we are going to watch Ryan essentially berate James for fucking up and not doing what he said. And they showed that for a reason. There's going to yeah. be, a, like, in a future episode, Ryan's going to target James for that because Ryan's, like, a big meathead and, like... 
he's the golden boy of the season yeah he's the he's the cherub for sure um i mean he's very good looking but he's kind of just he's he had some funny moments in last week's episode when um it was like when ellie was having her spiral and she was going around talking to everybody and then janine went to talk to gabler and ryan was sitting there and he's like She's like, can we talk alone? He's like, oh, I'm not going to repeat any information or something. I'm like, Ryan, come on, man. Like, you can't be that dumb. He is. He's that dumb. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> he, definitely <laughs> he definitely is. Um, it must be a name thing. Oops. Oh. The shame. It's Cody versus Dwight versus Gabler versus Owen. They take their positions as we will watch a challenge that is exciting to watch as paint drying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would fare too badly in this. My upper strength would help me as much as possible. Uh, Jeff does say this is about pure endurance as um, men and women have won the challenge. You had to throw in the women too. Um, and there's a lot of this kind of commentary from him. Um, I kind of wish I had it on mute. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. I can't yeah. imagine being there though. Like that, like I love when they react to him saying, oh, and blah, 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 loses it all. Or like any negative commentary on the spot. That would drive me crazy. So yeah. listening, let alone being in it, I can't imagine. Now Dwight's bucket starts to drop. It's slipping through his fingers. And just like that, he's out. Uh, Mr. Jeff will ask Mr. Gabler what he's using as inspiration. Now we can only blame Jeff here for what happens from here on out. Gabler will say that his uncle had heart surgery and his heart team worked on him as this next minute is for Neil. Owen is going to be drawing on wearing a necklace as it was his dream, man. And for Cody, he's going to start talking about a wrestling match his senior year of high school and he didn't get to go to state and he regretted it his entire life and states that this is his opportunity to redeem himself. I'm sorry, did he just say he's harboring pain from a lost wrestling match in high school? Yep. Yeah. And the, the juxtaposition between, like, what they said was just, like, so LOL. Like, as much as Gabler was being, like, irritating and annoying about it, like, his story was kind of like, oh, like, that's really nice. And then Owen's like, I just really want to win. And Cody's like, I lost wrestling once. I don't know. It was, like, last season where JD was, like, talking about how he uh, was bullied or like wasn't picked on a the, the track team or something. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like you're like, well, you're the like, difference is JD like recently showing. graduated. This right. man did not. Mm. Cody's way removed from high school. I was like, if you're still harboring pain from a lost wrestling match in high school, like maybe we should start reevaluating your life. Um, or you just have to be quicker on your feet with an analogy for Jeff. Um, I would have just started laughing on the sidelines. I would have started laughing. I don't think you would have been the only one. I mean, yeah. to hear those three back to back would be like, what? Now, do either of you regret anything from high school? Oh, that's good. Um, Fashion choices for sure. Oh, yeah. These, there is receipts of that too that yeah. I've seen. Like Dan had bright red hair at one point. Yeah. He had a lot going on in high school. That sounds like a lot to unpack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just the the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, and it's documented forever. Billy, were um, you as bad in high school with your looks? I like in okay, so I was very overweight. I had sideburns that came down like, like really far, like chops. It was disgusting. And I wore like these K-Swiss sneakers all the time. And like I always had a digital camera around. 
I, I okay. like there's many photos of me like and you can just see me holding it I don't know I don't know if I was like trying to find a passion in photography or like what was going on it but work for my yeah students. and like the, but the chops were just so terrible but I remember my aunt told me once that long sideburns made my face look thinner so I was like oh this is totally the look Sabotage. um so Raja and Raven would give you both two boots I mean I I mean boot for sure Maybe, maybe. No, okay. no, no. Boot. I was gonna say maybe there's one redeeming ice goal. Up. I don't know. You were <laughs> boots. I mean, if you want, we can always throw it on social media and ask the audience what they think. I know. Yeah, yeah we should. That's what I <laughs> bring those skeletons out of the closet. Right. So Gabler, as we've alluded to a lot this episode, will dedicate each minute to someone. The next minute is for Noel because she's inspired him throughout the whole challenge. Okay, so I see what's happening. Um, uh, this must have been what was running, like when he was running out of people who inspire him, right? Because like he's known the girl for only 24 hours. He can't be that inspired by her. Right. 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 Um, and if I'm Noel in that situation, I'm like, what? I, I'm going to be like, now I'm associated with Gabler. This is ruining my game. Like, literally. I'd be annoyed as hell if you called me out. Um, Gabler will say he can do it all day, drops a little of his bucket, but then he's able to reset. Owen starts to move a little bit. And just like that, Owen is out. It's going to be a Gabler versus Cody showdown. The battle of the bigger wild card. But before we move on, I, I want to know, who would be included in your inspirational list during this challenge? I mean, I got all the twinks. Like, every twink for every minute. I would, I would mean, I would definitely say my dad, like my grandfather. I would do, like, the family stuff. Um, and then, like... If we're stretching, just like Gabler was, probably like Nicki Minaj, um, you know, like some English teacher who like gave me an A on an assignment that I probably deserve a C on, or <laughs> even one of my math teachers who passed me when I probably deserve to fail because I'm terrible at math. So I could find stuff to stretch for the minute, which. What, what about Skip? Would Skip inspire you? Would he make the list? Um, I mean, that that was a good friendship when it was a friendship. All right, all right. Billy, who who do you got? I would say my my three nephews, because uh, I think if I ever was on the show, they would be my like driving force, and I would want them to see me in you know a positive light. And like the they actually watched when I did Survivor New York, they were really really into it. And when I got voted out, they were like so mad at the people that like turned on me. So they I think they would like to watch me turn on other people and. Um, so yeah, I think they would be my inspiration for an endurance challenge like that. And what about Chad Sapp? Does he make your list? Oh, of course he does. I love Chad. <laughs> I want to. Chad actually Sapp, like, star of SNL two weeks in a row. Yeah, and he was. He said he got to meet Jeff. He did. He so he did. Cool. He did not explain what else happened. Um, I hope he did ask Jeff to put him on the show, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um. It's now time to appeal to the conservative demographic of Survivor, as Gabler will now dedicate this minute to passed on war hero Lester Tenney, who survived the Bataan death march to a prison camp for five years. His family was told he was dead, but after returning home, his wife remarried and had to remake his entire life. Sounds like a Lifetime movie going on. I would watch that. Um, watch it especially if there was twings cast in it yeah. um also watching cody having to listen to this he's like will you shut up man please <laughs> this is psychological warfare they break the record at 25 minutes and neither man has shown any sign of stopping we're gonna get a minute for gabler's dog 
We're going to get a minute for the state of Idaho. We're going to get a minute for the state of Alaska. His Navy SEAL buddy from high school, Muzzy, the man who shares his name with the Louisiana Forest Sprites. At this point, I was like, he's just making things up, right? Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, yeah. And how is he, who's giving him the minute markers? And that's what I was curious about, too. I'm like, what is he counting in his head? Probably. Jeff saying, oh, you got another one, another minute's up. We're going to hit 37 minutes as the buckets are inching to the bottom. And just like that, Cody is out. Gable wins. And cue that ego. Um, Gabler's never going to stop talking about this moment, is he ever? No, he's not. I bet you he is now allowed to talk about it. And every single one of his family members has heard it 50 times. They're going to hear it at Thanksgiving. They're going to hear it at Christmas. It's probably going to be in a Christmas card. Yeah. He's probably going to try and do like a motivational speaking tour. And that's just going to be it. And I guarantee you every family member is going to be like, so what minute was I? (laughs) Why wasn't I included? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, why was I this minute and not this Yeah, minute? why did you wait until the last few minutes? I also, like, so, I thought... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I when that was happening, like, it brought me back to, like, David versus Goliath when Christian was doing his little monologue thing. I mean, his was, like, more com- comedy kind of thing than it was yes. Abler's was just kind of irritating. But it really made me think of that, except Christian was not an egotistical maniac, so... Now, speaking of David versus Goliath, we're going to throw a tangent in here. Did you watch the season premiere of Mike White's The White Lotus? No, we just, so we haven't actually started. We literally, ironically, just started season one because we were finishing The Watcher. So we- we Um, So you don't know who makes the cameo in the very first scene, do you? I saw, I saw on on Facebook who it is. It's- it's Angelina and Kara. Very, very cute little cameo. Uh, good actors. They, they were pretty good. I wish I had like a buddy who I did a show with who would just fly me out to Italy for no fucking reason to sit on a beach and say some lines. Yeah. Get paid for. Wow. They're lucky. That's quite the deal. I bet the rest of the cast was like, am I chopped liver? What about us? I know. Where's Alec at? Where's my boy Alec? Apparently, so there are some Survivor Sleuths who said Alec was in Italy at the time of filming, but he wasn't on the show. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Everyone heads back to camp as Gabler is congratulated for the win. Uh, Gabler will once again tell us that he was inspired by the people he's playing with for their... He's playing for the veterans with traumatic brain injuries and those who are suffering with PTSD. And we're going to get a little flashback, which we haven't had one of those in like three or four episodes. It's been, been some time. Mm-hmm. We will see a photo of a Gabler. I don't know which Gabler it was in military garb as he shares that the veteran community has a special place for him as his dad and uncle served. He shares that trauma is trauma as PTSD has been in his life through working in the operating room and has thousands of cases where some have gone wrong. And he shares that he carries some of those with him today. He wants to give a hundred percent for the military. And that's on that. How much do you think he's going to donate if he wins? Yeah, none. Yeah. Um, was this just part of this storyline? Are we going to lose Gabler soon? What, what, why? What, what was this episode for? I think he's going in the next couple episodes because I think socially people don't like him. And he did paint a target on his back by, you know, beating out everyone in this this endurance competition i mean like anyone who knows survivor knows that there's going to be more endurance based thing right. coming up so yeah i think i think he goes in the next two episodes i don't think he goes next week i think he goes the week after that's my guess i can see it 
And now it's time to clean off the ocean. We see Carla and Sammy share that they have not heard names, but they have each other's back, which have we seen these two really communicate like that before? No, I don't remember. It was very yeah. random. Yeah, I thought it mm-hmm. was. Correct. But um, again, you don't put that in there if it doesn't mean something at some point. Mm-hmm. Sammy knows that things get interesting and open up as everyone will be eligible and they can see who really is going to play with who. Now in the water, Noel will pitch, keeping it 4-4 Baca Vesey, making the target either Ryan or James. The bigger threat socially would be James, physically as Ryan, so the foolproof plan is a 4-4 split. So how about we put a wrench in this plan? We're going to journey to the water well where we see under the lid a literal message in a bottle. With James, Owen, Sammy, and Dwight finding it together, they open it together and learn there is an advantage under the shelter. They must find it without being caught. Now, is that like part of the rule you can't be caught? Or is it just being like, you, if you get caught, you're going to have to reveal what the what it was? Yeah, that's how I, that's how I took it. Because we've had a couple of those like, find something or go somewhere without being caught where you literally cannot be caught or it's right yeah where the season where they had to like go to the other camp yeah like get their fire or something Mm -hmm. yeah now james will ask if anyone wants it everyone says no smart situational decision you don't say yes to it right right what would you do in this situation dan oh exactly what they did where you just you know kind of play cool like i don't need it we're you know all on the same page comfortable we're not going to touch it um I don't know how long I wouldn't touch it but I don't definitely feel like I would not have grabbed it after agreeing not to like that was just not played well Billy what about you I don't know I go back and forth because I feel like it was put in the the water well like strategically by production because they know how often do you go there by yourself you really don't you always have somebody with you um so that's going to cause some sort of you know, t- turmoil between who is there at that time and then putting it under the shelter obviously makes it hard to get. But when James went to get it, it wasn't hard to get at all. Like it was like, boop, done. Like I, I remember, I think it was the season with Ben where he had to get one under the, mm-hmm. the shelter. And it was like very difficult for him to do that. Like this was just kind of like reach under in this random little hole and and get it. So I don't know. Like, I think I would have definitely tried to inspect the situation and had I seen it was as easy as it was, like just scooped it like he did. Yeah. But yeah. I guess if I was going to scoop it though, I would have played it up like, okay, well, I got it. This is for us. Like it it seemed like he was trying to get it and be sneaky about it in a way that like kind of went against not getting it at all. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I would have been sneaky about it though. It is really interesting to, to see how it does play out because yes, he will say he won't go for it until after tribal, but then he will say fuck it and grabs it. Um, but everyone knows he has it. So how right. does everyone know? We didn't see that step. Is it other people looked and didn't see it or did he literally tell people that he got it? That's the part that I'm confused by because he only does tell, I think, one or two people Neither of which are the ones who are spreading it around. He told, I think he told Ryan. He told and told Carla, the people who are his actual allies. But Cody, Um, Cody told Noel that about the clue, and Noel told everyone. Right. So in the water, Dwight will relay that the information the clue was found, and Noel says now that James may have something that's the deciding vote. She's going to target James. How does she know that she he got it? Dwight didn't say anything. Unless Dwight looked and didn't see it. So that's what I have to assume here. Mm-hmm. 
Noel will begin to relay this information around, first with Gabler and Janine, then to Jesse and Ryan. It becomes a game of telephone, and it's not the best game of telephone for some of the callers. This whole situation is not sitting well for Jesse. He says the easy route is the Vesibach Alliance with the vote, but that's what Noel's charting out for them to do. He goes to Carla, who he trusts more than Noel, as they have similar experiences. She feels Noel is calling the shots. He agrees. So now they're going to say they need to get Noel by surprise. Jesse will tell Cody that Noel's dangerous, to which Cody claims that Dwight is eerie to him and is not a fan of his. Eerie is maybe not the word I would have used, but okay, what, what does he have against Dwight? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just they never connected, connected, and he's just... I don't know. They they always had kind of a weird relationship, though, yeah. from the dump, so. Well, now the discussion is, well, rather than hit Noel where it hurts, knock out Dwight. Jesse doesn't take it personally to take out Dwight, but says it'll weaken Noel. He's fine with this. And in a very smart moment of social game, Jesse will say that giving Cody agency is something you want to do to make sure your alliance still feels comfortable. That's so smart. We don't hear that often. Yeah, I think Jesse is very, very smart player. He is. Now, Cody's like, I do think Dwight him. leaving, like, targeting Dwight for Jesse may not be the best situation for him specifically, because they did have a pretty good bond. I know it got kind of got messy um, with, I think, the that one NECA vote, or was the, it was the Justine vote where it got messy, but I feel like they kind of, I don't know, I think they could still. And the good thing is, is it is part of his idea, but Cody's the one who vocalized it, right. so it's not him as the target. Now, Cody's contemplating, contemplating making a move with Coco and take out Dwight or Noel. It's early, as it will make things crazy, but no matter what, he and Jesse are going to be on the same page. James will open the advantage as he has Geo's lost knowledge as power. Um, the producers just really want that in the game, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's at this it's, point, it's a curse. It's been it's, right, it's a made joke. two people look completely dumb twice now, so they they like that. James is glad to have something in his pocket, but he's now more nervous than ever. Once he takes an idol successfully, it will paint a huge target on his back, but if he's wrong, he's going home. James will tell Carla that he has it, and now Carla is once again having the most information in the game because knowledge is her power. He will also tell Ryan and Cody, and he's going to use it to gain leverage, and Cody's like, wait, oh crap, James knows I have an idol too. What do I do? I shall knock out James, right? It's basically time to play whack-a-mole with advantages as we're going to pass around advantages to people. Cody will give Jesse his idol as he feels it's safer with him. Dwight will do the same thing with his newfound alliance and deduces that it's probably a knowledge of power advantage. So let's transfer things around. Okay. Um, would you partake in this? It's I so, wouldn't. It's, yeah, it's like... A, I don't know how much I would trust somebody to give me back an advantage after I just handed it to them. Like, I really don't. Like, it would be hard for me if somebody gave me an idol and then, like, next round they're like, I want that back. Like, I don't know if I'm going to give it back to you. Like, I might just use it at the next tribal and, like, flush it that way. Like, if Uh, we were day one alliance, that's a different story. But this is not this. Yeah, people that you've only known for 24 hours, 48 hours. So... Yeah, it's, it's it's weird. And like, we don't see any conversations between like, because Dwight gives his to Janine and we didn't see really much conversation between them. Like, why do you trust her so much? Like, like what what transpired in the sense that, you know, the merge? Like, I don't right. know. 
So to cover their butts, Janine tells us that they will do cross-tribe switches. She will give Dwight her immunity bracelet. She says it feels scary to hand over her idol as it's one piece of power she has, but thinks it's safer in Dwight's hands, which is really funny. Um, but more on that soon. <laughs> Noelle will give her advantage to Owen, and Owen will note that aside from the shell game with the advantages, they are still picking who to vote out, which means a lot of things can go wrong. And guess what? Spoiler alert, it will. Of course. Yep. Uh, this just was a wild move um i mean you have to maybe give credit to dwight and his social game to get all these people to trust him that this is what was going to be the right move Mm -hmm. um obviously it's going to backfire on him but he must have been doing something right to even make himself a a target as well yeah but he wasn't i mean i feel like his edit um he didn't get many shining moments no not really so Jesse knows that an easy vote is James. The risky vote is to turn their backs on Bessie and it's officially Bessie no more. It's all in the timing. And he says, legends will be made or you will flame out. Again, you don't include that confessional unless you know something's going to happen. Jesse's going to turn into a legend at some point. All right, we're going to head to tribal where Jeff is ready and waiting for some tea to be spilled. Uh, Jeff will share that his challenge, uh, that this challenge was to illustrate the fact that you have to earn it every step of the way. He's going to pick out beat up Carla to ask her if it was representative of how difficult to survive one day. She says, of course, as the first stage was the first five days where you have to survive to make it. And then the second stage was you getting the hang of it. But in the third stage, you have to hold on for one more day. Jesse notes that they are at a different stage of the game. As the first part uh, is going to travel with six people, it's just practice. And now they're in the Coliseum as talks were have had and you have to chop each other's head off. Um, the Coliseum. I've never been to Rome. I'd like to go to Rome. Have you ever been to Rome? I have, yes. Wow, lucky. It's worth seeing. Yeah, the Colosseum is fierce. Yeah. Maybe I'll get to Rome soon. Maybe they'll have like DragCon Rome and I can go there. There you go. I mean, mean, I'm going to DragCon UK, so anything's possible at this point. True. True. Have you ever been to UK? To London? I haven't. Yeah, I've been, but it was for work. So my enjoyable time was limited um what did you do where did where should i go what should i do um like i said i really didn't get to like go out and enjoy too much it was more just like walk around kind of like get to see what was in the area that we were at for the event i mean and it's really cute and i would say exploring is kind of nice not having a plan was also kind of nice too i was like all right i've got a couple hours i'm just gonna stroll around and that was sort of relaxing did you have tea and crumpets (laughs) no i didn't but i did go by um the hell is it called i saw big ben mm-hmm. and um so you should do that and then also went by the castle well hopefully i'll have some time because i think i'm gonna have to like go in a day earlier than i was planning on because you know jet lag i can't mm-hmm. do interviews on jet lag that'd be stupid we'll see we'll see what i have time for all i know is i want to go see abba voyage where's that you know it's in london it's their um like hologram show and everyone oh, says cool. it's like the best experience I've ever had. I was like, that's fine. Okay, I'm good. All right. Dwight says they are all representing themselves in the game. They all have the same color buff as there is no more indication of Vessi, Baca, and Coco. Time to move forward as individuals. Was this a bad idea for him to say that? I mean, I feel like you have to take what people say at Tribal with a grain of salt. Um, mm-hmm. So I think if I was in Tribal in the moment, it would definitely make my wheels start turning. So I think it could have been perceived as as bad, yes. Yeah. 
Noelle says, if you're not thinking someone had something, then it's probably you going home. You don't want someone in your alliance to go home because of an idol or advantage. So you need a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, and a plan D, just in case. And James says, you have to weigh each relationship to what it is and see if what's being said at tribal matches up. Advantages and idols are great. You have to know when to use them and you have to have certain knowledge. Now, I'm not always a genius, but I can confirm that saying that word knowledge mm -hmm. is not the word you want to use when you just got an idol and advantage all about knowledge. Yeah. Accidental mistake, or did he use that word on purpose? I think it was accidental. I would the thing is, the knowledge of power advantage is such a curse. So who the hell knows? Because it's it's been such a curse. It screwed Liana. It screwed Drea. Like, well, I think that's why they they're so adamant that it be used successfully. Because the only times that it's been used, it's been misused, and it's been two women of color. Yeah. So the optics on that are not great. I mean, he could transfer it to somebody, right? He doesn't have to be the one to use it. Yeah, I'm pretty True. sure. Yeah, he could transfer it. He says you can, can't think about advantages 24-7 as you will drive yourself crazy. So find a group of people that you build trust that give you a logical plan and stick to it. Um, as Keith Neal, stick to the plan. Jeff will ask Cody to give him a surfing analogy as to where they are now. He says they are trying to decide if they're going to go in the water or if they're going to stay on the beach with the girls and the beers. And then he says you will want to jump in and play the game or hang out a little longer and let it come to you. Girls and beers. Is that what the beach is all about? Apparently for not, not, yeah, not our beach. Not our beach. <laughs> I was like, okay, very specific. Um, now, Jeff says it's like Jaws. And I was like, what, what about Alligabler? Yeah, missed opportunity there. So close. If we could have an Alligabler little theme song, like Sean's <laughs> little hum. That'd be no, that'd be don't give him that ego. Yeah. Now, Jeff wants to know how confident Jesse is. And Jesse's like, are we doing this on a scale of one to 10 again? And I was like, duh, do you even have to ask? Jeff loves that. So Jesse is at a nine today. Carla's at a nine. Ryan is at seven or eight. Cody is at eight. James is at 8.5. Dwight is seven. Noel is eight. Um, and everyone's pretty sure and they're good. And Sam's like, I'm terrified and says, you have to play this game, not with your heart or mind, but with your gut. He says, if your gut is wrong, it's wrong, but you only get to do this one time. So play the game you want to play. And it's like, not everyone gets only one time. Some people get to come back. Right. Sammy, Some people kind of come back. Jeff yes. likes you, I can tell. Um, it's all, just wait. Everyone who played at the ages between like 18 and 22, that's the survivor season in like five years, I want to see, where everyone's now older and adult. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. No, that's like, fair. Like, into that. like Michael Yerger, let's see him now. Let's and that's see not just me wanting to see right. him on my screen. Yeah. How's his OnlyFans doing? Do we know? I don't know. I mean, based on his Instagram, he seems booked and busy. Yeah. <laughs> Good for He's him. Booked and busy. All right, it's time to vote. No idols or advantages are played. Um, by a vote of seven, three to two, Dwight is voted out. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised based on like how the episode narrative went, but it's yes. just like, why would you not go after James? Like, you know, he has this knowledge is power thing which is super powerful if you play it correctly, for me, I'd want him gone because that is a threat to, and every all these idols and stuff, they're common knowledge at this point because everybody that had the bead uh, bracelet thing 
each tribe had that. So, and you know, most people have talked by now. So I think it's- But there's one person who's not been discussed about it and that's Carla. None of them have discussed it or revolving Carla because she's kept her mouth shut and no one on her tribe has mentioned it, which is insane to me at this point. It is because Um, the other two, yeah, because it, yeah. I would have targeted Ryan. I will die on this sword and say if Ryan was in that final round, he would have beat out Gabler. Oh, I, I agree. James that. is the reason why he lost. I just think Ryan is so dumb that he's not threatening from like a strategic standpoint. He's kind of just there. So I don't now, think he, like he's, he's an immunity threat, obviously, but I just don't think he's a strategic threat or even a social threat. Now, Dan, I want to pose this question. Is James an actual social threat or is that what the show is telling us he is? Because I haven't seen anything that's really proving he's that dynamic as a social player compared to like a Jesse or a Carla. Yeah, I don't see anything. I think he just found himself in a good spot this week. And with the power that he has now, I think it's easy to edit him up as opposed to like watching the way he plays. So I think he's just Mm -hmm. being edited up and we'll see. Maybe he'll prove me wrong in the next coming weeks, but I would definitely aim for him this week. Let's go through the votes. Voting for Dwight. Cassidy, Cody, James, Jesse, Carla, Ryan, and Sammy. Ryan was voted for by Gabler, Janine, and Owen. James got votes from Noel and Dwight. There's someone I keep questioning here. Two weeks in a row, wrong side of the vote. Who is Owen aligned with? How is he on the wrong side of the vote again? Yeah, no, that's fair. I feel like, and I was shocked that Sammy, because you think Sammy and Owen are together, right? And And that's where I'm like, what what am I missing? What happened there? Yeah, no, um, yeah, Owen might just be kind of being used as a number by... I mean, we discussed earlier this Carla-Sammy conversation. Maybe there's something there that we just didn't know and Owen's not included here. Yeah. It's possible. Um, I really like Owen. I think his yeah. confessionals are so funny. I think they're he's so good. So funny. Um, I yeah, I, I'm around. just I'm I'm very confused by Owen's gameplay here and what's Owen's purpose. Um, because again, you're gonna do the math when you get back at some point. He's gonna know that Sammy was not with him. Yeah, he has to figure it yeah. out. It'll be interesting to see how that relationship changes. Because again, going back to all of this, how did Gabler not get looped into this? How is he still with? Um, with the Baca five or four at this point, I do. I'm very confused to how we got to this result. Yeah, it's like a new alliance was formed that they didn't really show. Right, because I thought Sammy and Gabler were pretty tight. They, they yeah, they seem to be. So I'm very excited. This is going to uh, hopefully lead into some uh, fun the next couple of weeks. One more thing we needed to discuss: Janine's idol, uh, Dwight. We presumed walked out with it. We will see Janine reaching back at him. Was she trying to get it? Was she just comforting him? Let's analyze it. Is this going to be the official end of advantage swapping prior to a tribal? Because this is not good for future players. Yeah, I mean, I think she was trying to get it back in her hand, but I also don't know what the like like official rules are. Is it when he starts, as soon as Jeff starts reading the votes, is that when like you're no longer allowed to pass an idol or is it? right up until the torch is snuffed. Like, I'm not sure what the, like, actual rules are. Um, But I definitely think she was trying to get it because she was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, every time Dwight's name popped up. I mean, Angelina was asking for a jacket um, the entire time. So maybe you are allowed to give things away. I don't know. (laughs) I I would, if I was him, 
guard my sock, whatever it may be. I'm like, you're not going to bamboozle me. Like you gave it to me and made me feel like I was good holding it. And now here you are trying to take it back. Like, I guess it depends on how generous I was. If I was bitter, I'm like, no, I'm taking the shit with me. Or um, not, I would definitely let her grab I it. Did, I did think I saw her. an article saying where Dwight did say that uh, that's not what Janine was doing. Obviously, we can't hear from Janine quite yet because she's not allowed to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, Janine's got fucked two weeks in a row now. I know, and I feel so bad. Her chin looks better, but her game is just not. She's I just know, grabbing from so the furious. bottom. I'd be so fucking furious because I. you'd also want to know, like, who else knows that Janine is now idolist? Right. But in a way, this could work to her favor. She's no longer as big of a threat. True. And I mean, I think like this gives her the opportunity now to just like lay it all on the table and just try to make make a new connection, make a new it's alliance. Clearly a useful number for somebody. Like when she was like, let me be an asset. I was like, yes, mom, you can do that. But hopefully now she does that. Yeah. Um, she's got to play her own game. Um, if she's not, yeah. she's not going to go anywhere unless she starts playing her own logical game. Right. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Yes. You got it. What is Dwight's legacy? Oh man. Dwight interacted with me on Twitter, so I really like him very much. Oh, what, what did he say? He like tweeted something about like he needed an excuse for something and I wrote like oh tell them that you have to babysit a goldfish and he like liked it so I think we're just like we're twitter friends now oh my god amazing I think his legacy I don't know like I the the thing that like stands out in my mind is when him and Jesse like had this like bromance and they compared it to a marriage and then when they like um were on the opposite side of the vote how he like looked at Jesse at that tribal council like we need to talk. Like, I think that's his legacy. <laughs> I don't know. I just got duped. Yes. Yeah. No, he really did. But he's the, well, no, he's not the king of Ponderosa, right? Because he he's not the first juror. Is that next year? No, he's not. But they're at Ponderosa is my, is the weird thing. Because we've yeah. seen um, Ellie do a Ponderosa video. Or, or Oh, that's or, out? Off the left. An, an Instagram video. I don't know if it's a full video video. Okay. So they might be like on their own journey now. Um, but yeah, he just missed it by a day. So close. I know. I like Dwight. All right. Who's in danger, girl? I think uh, I, I go back and forth because my first thought is Janine, but I also feel like she is less of a threat now if people do realize she doesn't have an advantage. And then also, I think she is aware enough to play up that I can be a number as opposed to like, I'm just out here floating alone. Um, so I also think Gabler and Noel are potentially in danger. I don't know, to your point about, like, next week, but soon. I don't see either one of them in the end, but I could be totally wrong. I think if anybody is paying attention to what's going on in this game, they should target Cody and Jesse next. One of them needs to go. Yeah, That's what I would go for. That's what I would do. Like, obviously, Cody has the idol um, bracelet thing, but... I think one of those two needs to go. I don't know if they will, though. I feel like if you look at the pattern of who's been voting out, it's been like female, 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 pretty much, right? Except then we had Dwight, who was not like a big, like, 
I don't know, like you look at people like Ryan, Cody and Jesse that are like these like big macho like immunity threats, like Dwight wasn't that person. So I think one of, they need to target these these bigger dudes. Like I would love to see Cody or Jesse go next. I love Jesse, I like stand him hard, but going after him would be such a strong move. And like, I, 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 I they're, in, they're sitting pretty. I don't see the seven remaining a seven. I think they're going to probably use the next vote to their advantage. And again, like going with the strength thing, Gabler is an easy target. He didn't vote with you. Give him, he doesn't win next week. Knock him out. Easy target. doesn't affect your seven. This seven's not lasting more than an episode um, more. Um, I I agree. Jesse, Cody are the people you should be going after. Um, but you, we have a lot of people who are just sneaking their way to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, one person who I think is doing it very strategically is Carla. But Cassidy is just sitting there. She's very strategic. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. knows it. And they're like, but no, she's fine. Well, well, next time. Yeah, Cassidy's very good. get to the end. Mm-hmm. She needs to do something for her resume first if she's ever going to yeah, have a chance to win. Yeah, because right now she's just a goat, kind of. like Right. Um, and, and Sammy is very well integrated into these uh, groups. Um, because if he can slyly figure out a way to not throw the attention on him that he voted out Dwight, he could easily, easily slither back in with the rest of the uh, Baca. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how this next vote goes. Mm-hmm. But with all that being said, after seven episodes, the winner of the season is. I think Carla has, I think her edit is strong. I think her game's phenomenal. I would love to see Carla win. Um, so I'm saying Carla. Dan? Oh, I don't know. Um, it's not like you didn't know this question was coming. No, I know. I just, like, I'm torn between two people. Like, I think, Carla, there's a very strong argument to be made there. I also think, now that we're talking about Cassidy, like, if she gets to a point that she starts to make big moves, I think she's well set to be a winner because she's so under the radar right now. And, like, some of the big threats will pick each other off. And she can kind of like make a good game or a game, game cause for herself towards the tail end. Here's where I'm going to, I'm going to f- pick the final three. I got the final three. It's going to be Noel, Jesse, and Carla. I don't think Carla's going to win. Carla will win. Um, I think people are going to see Jesse as too diabolical and not like his gameplay. Um, Noel is not going to have a resume. They're just going to see her as a sympathy vote. Maybe she'll get a vote or two, probably maybe from a gabler. Um, and then Carla's just social game is, is I've said it before. It's like Todd Herzog. It is so sly. It is so smooth. And we need another gay winner and Carla do it for us. Um, I, she is playing the game I would play. Yeah. I I think Carla's playing right now pretty flawlessly. Um, and she's likable. She's mm-hmm. a likable person. Yeah. So likable. Um, and not likable in the sense that Marianne was, where she's a likable person in the show, made sure we liked her. Carla, you just like because of who she is. Yeah. Like, I want to go like have dinner and beers with Carla. Same. Me too. Uh, so that's where I'm, I'm landing. Uh, if, if, if Carla ends up being a Shan, I'll probably like cry. <laughs> I can see it happening though. Um, but yeah, this is an interesting season. I'm not going to say it's one of my favorites yet um, because I don't care for some of the cast members, Cody. Um, but I'm liking the social aspect of this game because it's not something we've seen in a very long time. And that's what I want more of. 
All right. Yeah, I agree. It's always nice when there's a, a little bit of newness to what is an old tried and true game. It's true. And that's why this show will never die because you can have 16, 18, 19, 20, 50,000 people on the show. And it's always going to be a different outcome. Yep. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You want me to go first? Um, I am on Instagram at Dan Ansel O'Rourke. Um, I work in video production. So if you ever need videos edited, I am your guy. Um, let me know. My socials are a little complicated. I actually had to just look up my handle because it's, I forget most of the time. And um, it's Billy with three Y's, A-N-Z-Z-Z-O-R-R-R. So three of the last letter in each. <laughs> you probably won't be able to find me, but you can try. And, and you I had have projects coming up. Um, yeah, I'm just living. I'm just living my life. You had so much opportunity when you decided to change it to go something different. And that's where you went. Where I went. <laughs> Well, this was super fun. Thank you both for being here. Yeah, thank, thank you for having us. The biggest thanks to Billy and Dan for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.